Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now, Let's start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of Rural Business Focus. Now, today is all about combining growth and strategy and getting ourselves into that mindset of thinking about where we're going, but putting that through a commercial lens. And I'm really excited to introduce my guest today and to have her with me because I know that she is going to give us as a community um, a huge amount of value. I am joined by Veronica Still, who has vast amounts of experience in sales and commercial strategy across the media, events, technology and information services sectors. She's led large sales teams. She's managed budgets of over £15 million and has a broad skill set from negotiation to change management, advertising, sales, digital media, and marketing. And apart from anything else, she just has a massive passion for success and driving things forward and has given huge amounts of value to the teams that she's worked on and built. Currently at CH4B, Ron has worked for many years in the agricultural world, including nearly 10 years at Reed Business Information, where she rose to the role of sales director for their agriculture portfolio, which of course includes Farmers Weekly. Ron, welcome to the welcome to Rural Business Focus. And I should say happy birthday as well. I cannot believe that you're doing this on your birthday. So thank you. I feel very privileged. How are you doing? That's dedication for you. Thank you, Ben. What an introduction. Love it. Thanks. Oh, well, it's, it is honestly, it's great to have you here. Give us some background to yourself, first of all, so we could understand where your ability, I suppose, in driving commercial sales comes from. What's your background? Yes. So, well, I've been in sales since I can remember. So I knew I wanted to sell from the age of 16, 17. Um, so I'm 42 today. So that's a long time. Um, and so I basically went through the ranks of sales. Um, I started in telesales um, and then I did more kind of strategic account management, then went up to kind of a management level and then director and commercial director, sales and marketing director for varying sizes of companies. But yeah. Majority of my time has been spent in agriculture, which I just absolutely love as an industry. So what that looks like is leading, motivating, working with sales teams and working with clients to essentially get a fantastic match of, of a solution. And, and at the end of the day, it's just all about creating great success for, for businesses and for people and their develop, development as well. 
let's dive straight in and, and take commercial strategy i suppose itself and break it up in meaning so first of all let's do the commercial aspect is a commercial strategy any different to any other kind of strategy which we have talked about on the show before but um you know is is taking a commercial aspect in driving your strategy any different well i think obviously it's looking about how you can generate revenue through build it or, or whatever those goals might be through a strategy and so i think even if you were building any type of strategy you would potentially use the structure that i might talk about today but with this um today is talking specifically about building a commercial strategy but i don't i think the tools that we talk about today to be honest you can frame any strategy around those yeah. tools um it's just that i've always built them with that view of the customer in mind and what we want to achieve in terms of revenue or goals and things like that in mind. So, no, I think you can use a strategy for and some of the tools that we're talking about today, whether it be driving commercials or anything else. Yeah. And in terms of what you've learned in the various places that you've been about strategy, has your thinking about it shifted significantly over time or and, and have you found have you found sort of a model that tends to work or does it tend to be very different for depending on the business? I'm actually really fortunate that I've worked with different size of businesses. So I've been, a, and, and different people and skill sets. And I learn all the time from, from everyone that I meet. And I think you take a lot from that. And actually what I've realized over time is it needs to be simplified, but it needs yeah. to be structured and it needs to be something that you can make sure that you refer back to and, and follow, um, you know, make sure that it's not something that you create and then forget. It's something you create and then, you know, sometimes using things like roadmaps and things like that to make sure that it becomes the day-to-day. And so that communication mm-hmm. and that journey that everybody is on, that first strategy that you write doesn't just become that one time that you'll write it and then you'll never refer back to it that becomes what you live and breathe essentially and the answer to this next one is is perhaps obvious but i want to do it anyway why is it important to have a strategy in the first place because i mean clearly if you don't make a plan on on the surface of it you don't know where you're going if you don't have a strategy then how are you going to be able to plan for growth anyway but why is it so important in your mind that you actually plan for growth with a strategy in mind? Well, you'd be really surprised, actually, because obviously some people, they they haven't um, had the opportunities to work with strategies or tools or documents in the past. So it doesn't always come naturally to think, I must have a strategy. And actually, it's just really, it's an important framework um, to really think about, well, Let's look at where we are, what we want to achieve, how we're going to get there, and what are the important things that need to come together for that goal, those goals to be achieved. So it is a really important tool, but not necessarily one that comes naturally to everybody because they might not know about it. Um, so, but I think it's really important to to, to kind of have that structured uh, way of working uh, when driving a strategy. You said that you've worked in different businesses of, of different sizes so let's split those up and and again there's listeners to this podcast are at different stages in their business journey um so is a commercial strategy any different if you're a startup 
or if you're an established business and I mean clearly there's going to be subtle differences so um what are the what are the things that I suppose that are similar and what are those subtle differences well the interesting thing is that i found is that when you're working in large organizations and enterprises actually you have got so many different stakeholders um, and when I say stakeholders, I mean different departments that help you deliver what it is that you need to achieve. But sometimes that can be really challenging around how do you get all of those different stakeholders um, and influence them to achieve what it is that the sales team or the sales operation need to achieve. So actually, when you're in a large organization, it's about how do you bring everybody with you on that strategy? Whereas if you're with a small to medium sized business, actually, you'd use the same tools. But what's the, the good thing about it is, is that you might not have so many people that you need to rely on to make it a success, if that makes sense. Um, so there are complexities in both. But I would say in terms of the tools that you use, you would use the same framework and tools. It's just actually with larger organizations, sometimes it becomes more complex because you've got many more different departments and stakeholders that all all come together. Let's talk about those tools. Let's talk about the practicalities, um, see what people can actually do. Um, so what yes. are the core aspects of putting a strategy together? What do you need to do? Where do you start? Well, I would say, first of all, go back to basics and 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 make sure that you have done the first thing, which is research. Make sure that you have got the voice of the customer in your head at all times. So what is it that's in it for the customer? What is it that's going to be so important for them in terms of what it is that you're providing? You always have to have the voice of the customer in your mind when you're thinking about, you know, what it is that you're looking to achieve. So research is, is one thing that I would say is the first thing to do. And then the, the tools in which you kind of put your strategy together. Very basically, I, I start with using the GROW model. So, And I also use tools like using a SWOT analysis. Now, if you look online, there are probably 20 or so great tools that you can use for strategy. But I prefer the real kind of back-to-basic strategy tools. So... For example, a grow model looks yeah, what at is that? <laughs> what, is, well, that what is it? What so you would map out essentially what are your goals? What are the key goals that you need to achieve um, for success? And for and success, you know, in 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 strategy planning that I've worked on, that might be certain revenue goals. So that might be that we need to achieve a certain amount to make it viable to make it profitable it might be something around audience acquisition and events so certain number of delegates it might be um, a certain amount of profit and growth so it really does vary you know it might even be just that customer success my goal might be to have at least a hundred happy customers after six months you know so your goal really is what is the success criteria for you and and also the time frame it might be for the year it might be six months it might be three months you can use the grow model over any time period to be honest um and then the so that's the g for grow 
and that's the goals. And then the R is the reality. So that is what is the reality? Where are we now? What are the current situation? So what, what do we face at the moment? So it might be that we want to get to £200,000 after six months, and we might currently be on £25,000. So we need to look at, well, where are we now? Um, before we then look at, move on to the opportunities. So those opportunities are looking at what are going to be the kind of key things that we're going to focus on to be able to achieve those goals and move that reality forward. So, so that's the opportunities. Where do we see the opportunities in the marketplace to really drive success? Yep. And there are many different facets in there. Um, and you might take every opportunity and actually map that out in a bit more detail. So you might say, well, with that opportunity, how can we really scale that? How can we develop that? You know, so it, there might be a plan off of each opportunity. And then the next piece that you would do is you would do the way forward. So you would look at those opportunities, then you'd look at the way forward. So that way forward is a timeline of when you're going to achieve those goals and what are the stages that you need to do to be able to reach those goals. So it might not necessarily be that it's going to be overnight. It's not going to be straight away, but there are going to be stages and there's going to be a way forward. There's going to be a next step to be able to create the success that you need. So that is a very simplified way of looking at a, a strategy and a plan. Yeah, um, Ron, I, I, I actually love that. I, I also can't believe I that's generally that's the first time I've come across that, but it, it puts it so simply. But also yeah. taking this almost beyond I mean, we talk about goals a lot on, on the podcast and um it actually reminds me of sort of the in, in some ways the, the, the smart goal sort of approach, but it's it's its simplicity, it's it shows it's a step by step process. It's very you could you you can do that very, very simply, even even off the top of your head, you could at least make a start with coming towards yeah. that model it's great yeah yeah absolutely and i would say the other thing that can bolt on nicely once you've done a grow model it might be that you would like to use a roadmap as well so that then the roadmap which sometimes you know a roadmap is essentially a tool whereby it captures what is what's my target what do i need to to achieve and that's more of the detail behind how i'm going to achieve it so you may want to kind of roadmap that way forward in a bit more detail. So you might want, you know, it's like a bit of a project plan, yep. let's say, you know, so you've got a little bit more detail. So because the other thing is you want to bring everybody in your business with you on this journey. So being able to present a very simplified grow model to those people in your business to I would say inspire them, get them excited, get them on that journey with you. Yep. And then roadmap becomes the detail of how everybody is involved in creating that detailed plan um, and how everybody's skills come together to achieve success. Rural Business Focus is brought to you from Rural Pod Media, the only podcast production agency to specialise in the rural sector. 
We're on a mission to make rural stories mainstream and help businesses, organizations, and communities like you to tell your story through podcasting. Podcasting is a fantastic way of connecting with your audience, whoever that might be, getting your message out there and networking with leaders in your niche. Rural Pod Media can help you by launching your new podcast or helping you with the technical side. We also provide podcast training and an audit service if you already have a podcast, but you're not sure where to take it to next. For more information or to book a call, visit ruralpodmedia.co.uk. That's ruralpodmedia.co.uk. You mentioned SWOT analysis a, a little while ago. Uh, where's where does the usefulness of that come in? That is as well looking at. Um, so SWOT is uh, where you would put into kind of four different boxes. Um, uh, SWOT is strengths. So what are the strengths of my business? What are the key strengths? Sometimes we call we say USPs. So what are the key unique selling points of my business? What is that? What are the strengths? What do I have that the customers are going to want to buy? Um, weaknesses. Where do I see certain weaknesses to my business? That doesn't mean they're always going to be weaknesses. It might be things that we're working on. But where are we sudden that we've got some weaknesses, which is the W. Then the O, which is the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities. So again, similar to the grow model where you'd have opportunities there, you'd also have that in a SWOT analysis. So those opportunities, where do we see? It might even be that in brackets you have timelines. Well, actually, in the next three months, I see the opportunities here. But then actually, once we've achieved that, I see over 12 months, we might have even further opportunities. And then the threats is the last one. And the threats actually can look at some kind of what are the things that might get in our way or be a risk to us achieving our goals. Now, that might be that you look at some competitors. So you might have certain like other people or people that are doing similar things to you or maybe not exactly, but you see that they could do in the future. So that's looking at that competitive analysis as well. So where are we against our competitors? What can we see as threats? It might be certain grants as well that are coming out or that yeah. might be open up new companies to doing certain things it might just be foreseeing and brainstorming you know brainstorming with a team what are the threats that we may face in our business and it's really good to do that um, because some people just don't have the time to take a step back and look at this thing these things absolutely i think this is key as well this is something i was thinking of when you were talking about that actually um it was how regularly should you be checking in and actually looking at this strategy, reviewing the strategy? Because with goals, uh, I know we've talked talked before about reviewing it. Sort of, I, I like personally, I like to check in sort of every once a season. So after every few months, you check in on your goals. How are we doing? Um, do we need to review these? Do we need to set some new goals? Do we need to set, set some new targets? So, but when you're thinking of your strategy, because the strategy tends to be for the medium to long term, doesn't it? So. How often are you would you suggest you review it? Well, I actually would, um, like, say, for example, you've got a team of people. It might be that you haven't got a team of people, but if you have, I would advise that your um, objectives for your team all link into your strategy and you review that with your team every month. So, for example, in that way forward, there will be things that you need to achieve to reach some of those goals. 
So you then um, essentially get champions within your team um, to take some of these objectives forward. And so then every month through those objectives, uh, KPIs, key performance indicators, you will work with your team around, okay, how are we doing with this element of the strategy? And you're championing that and you're championing that. And then it, it is like a jigsaw that comes together. Um, and I would say, even if you're working on your own, you need to make sure that you are spending time on your business rather than in your business. So day to day, you can kind of get in that hamster wheel of kind of firefighting, making things happen, you know, actually doing. Whereas it's a bit like this thing around being in the present and actually taking a step back and looking from that kind of outside in at your business and make sure as a business owner, leader, commercial manager, that you are doing that because it allows you to really kind of take a step back and focus. And really every month, I would say, you need to be checking in on your strategy. And it changes. It changes all the time. You will start developing it. But you'll feel really confident that you've got a great plan. Let's talk about people and teams. And this is something we touched on a couple of weeks ago with Hugh when we were talking about recruitment. But I'm because of the the scope and the scope of what you've done and the variety of teams you've worked in, I'm I'm really interested in your perspective on this. So what about finding the right people to undertake those actions, knowing who the right person is to undertake a certain action, as well as training them and coaching them? Any tips to business owners on that? Yeah, and I think that was another piece around this back to basics. Um, you can have the best strategy in the world. But if your people and the way that your business is being portrayed externally is not the way that you need it, then that can be really detrimental. So what I mean there is your sales presentation and how that is being, um, you know, communicated out to market. So the people that you have that are effectively your sales champions or the people that are out there kind of bringing your business to life. It is so important that they have got everything they need to do the right job. And that really starts from that recruitment piece. So making sure that you have got the right people. Now, you know, I spend a hell of a lot of time on hiring, onboarding. I think the other thing is when you're interviewing, really drilling down and kind of your passion of your business, you know, trying to really get that person that you see coming into your team. Do you think that they will be able to get that passion from you? Do you think that they will have that kind of energy and enthusiasm to bring your business to life? And and the thing is, you can, if you've got the right person and the right team, then they can learn and they can, you know, you can develop those people, which is the best part for me, of being a commercial director, I love that, yeah. um, you know, actually developing people. Um, but if you you need to make sure that you spend the time on onboarding, on making sure your sales presentation is right, we could do a whole other session on that then because yeah. actually that is actually. around, you know, the sales structure, what you're including, how you're really taking that prospective customer 
on an amazing journey where it's all about the customer. But what you're doing is you're working with that customer and matching that right solution for the customer, um, you know, and taking them through that journey. And, and, and you know, there's all elements of sales and, and just the right people are, are key. What, what about data? Um, so what data to collect? And obviously, this is going to depend on the business, but in terms of yeah. using collecting data to understand your customer or client more, we were talking at the beginning there of keeping your customer in mind when you're building this strategy. Well, how? what about understanding your customer in the first place, but also continuing to learn and develop your understanding of your customer as well? Yes. And I think for any business, the first step around that research piece um, is also building a customer persona. And, when, and what I mean by that is let's build what your types of customers look like and let's really map out and understand everything about those customers i'm talking about where they shop yeah. what they you know actually everything what do they consume where do they consume it you know what what are their preferences because then you start thinking about how you're going to target those people how you're going to market to them what kind of communication style do they like? What kind yeah. of messaging do they enjoy? And where do they find that messaging? Yeah, where are they? Mm. Yeah, so building at the start, you will build your your personas. And you, you some people call them avatars, personas, typical customers, typical clients. And then you will start thinking, okay, where are these clients? And where can I then start building databases? If that is your model you need to make sure that you start building your customer universe and your communities so that means where can you start doing that and and you know for example linkedin if it's b2b is a really good way of building customer databases and and start building communities what do what do you mean by customer universe? I haven't heard that term before. Ah, okay. So you can start uh, essentially if you're targeting a certain customer base, then you would want to start building based on that persona of your customers. If especially if you're marketing these to these customers, you need to build a universe of your target market to then start pushing through a funnel, a marketing funnel, essentially through different means of marketing, which might be social, it might be email, it might be then your sales team coming in through the end of the funnel. So that's a whole nother session. But I was going to say, we're definitely, definitely going to be doing stuff on funnels in future because, yeah. It's really interesting, actually. And I think once you understand your customers more and how they're consuming and what they want to consume when, then you can start mapping out and building more customers that are your customer persona. Okay. Um, and I think if you're, you're selling or looking to achieve certain goals, actually building a, a really strong database is sometimes really important to be able to do that. Like I say, I, I want to focus on on funnels in quite a bit of detail in future, but can you just, because I, I, I don't think we've actually talked about them on the podcast yet, so can you just introduce the concept of funnels, first of all, to anyone who yeah. might, not, might not know that much about them? Uh, no, so how I've used uh, funnels in the past, it's where – um sales and marketing kind of intertwine and it and it's warming up leads so 
for example, you've got your customer persona and what we and we potentially built a database or we've identified communities socially and started building those. And what we want to do is we want to start communicating to these people or, and, and kind of you have to think about what is it that my persona want to consume? So it might be that you start thinking about content, building certain guides, building white papers, utilizing content and utilizing social media and utilizing email marketing to really engage with your customers. You do not want your customers just to be getting sales messaging from you because that that people don't like that. You know, essentially, people don't like getting sold to. <laughs> no one likes to be sold to, no, exactly. No, they, they want to be things <laughs> that are right for them. You want to start building sign-ups. You want to start building communities. You want to start engaging with your audience. Um, and so utilizing great content to do that, which then essentially filters through a funnel. So what happens is you're understanding more about your customers, what they consume, what they're enjoying from you. And then that goes through a funnel to then kind of warm leads that then essentially your sales team will then get involved as it kind of moves through the funnel. Obviously, this completely depends on the type of business um, that it is, but that's where I've worked before. So, yeah, in terms of actually making that approach to a customer, if we're thinking of our funnel, when do you know is that best time to make the direct approach? Yeah, I think you you have to um, kind of make those decisions depending on your business model. It might be that you already have a warm set of customers and it's the right time to, to make those approaches. But it might be you have a completely cold database. And so we do need to warm them up a little bit more so that they, they understand a bit more about you. They know that you're sending them the right kind of content or the right kind of messaging. And then once they are a little bit warmer, once that we say kind of bit lower hanging fruit, as it were, yeah. then you will get better response from your, you know, you have to look at the cost of a sales resource. It's it's pretty costly. And so what we want is for that sales resource to be coming in at the right time and to, uh, I suppose, kind of build that right engagement with the customer at that point, understand a little bit more about them. And, and I think that's the most important thing is building that relationship at the right point. Now, there may be farmers listening to this podcast thinking, yeah, all, all right, Rob, but is any of this relevant to me? What would you say to them? I would say, again, so so farmers looking to diversify their business and setting up amazing, you know, ways of, of driving revenue from their land. Then, you know, I think, first of all, fantastic that you're already on here and you're listening because there are there are things that you can do and you can take from this session and i would take those back to basics things first of all you can use the grow model still you can map out who are your clients going to be who are your customers going to be how are you going to to get them um you know there are certain things that you can do that goes back to basics and and starts that sales plan and you know what i really enjoy is working with all different size clients I mean, it's so exciting, even as a small to medium business. Um, and, you know, 
not everybody has had the experience of working in large organizations, seeing how these structures and structures come together. And so for me, I you know, I really enjoy sharing those with 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 businesses that can really benefit. Um, well, I mean, Rob, you've given us so much value this morning, and and, and I'd love to um, I'd love to invite you back for just to go into more detail on on any one of these subjects, really, because we Let's could go it. on all day. No, that sounds really good. But I'm going to start round things up, so I'm going to ask you uh, the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show, and this is more of a personal one. It's what do you do so that you keep focused on your goals, um, and those could be personal or professional goals. Yeah, I always make sure that I, I, I go back, you know, in terms of this thing, taking a step back. And at the end of the day, it's about, are you on the right path? Am I really making an impact? And that is what the, the key, my key goal is, to make an impact and drive a difference for the people that I work with. And then I think, okay, what could I do to, you know, make even more of an impact in this space, in this place, with this client, with this different client? So I think being able to check in at least, Every couple of weeks, I, I always check in and I always make sure that what I'm doing is is also not only making an impact, but I feel really positive and passionate and happy about what it is that I'm doing and who it is that I'm I'm dealing with, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I do the same every couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, finally, if a listener wants to get in touch with you, um, how is that? How is the best to do that? Well, so. Um, obviously CH4B which is a membership organization where I can specifically help with developing their strategy um, or on my LinkedIn um, or give me a call and obviously I can I can share my mobile on the link where you where you save this but I would love to talk to anybody that needs help with any kind of commercial strategy because I think it doesn't matter what size business you are um, actually being able to just go back to basics and work it through everybody can make a plan and there really is success at the end of that plan you will get there and and sometimes you might feel a little bit disheartened and you might feel a bit isolated and on your own if you're uh, you know a, a business that where you are solely the owner but but you don't have to you really don't have to um and people like that I, I love dealing with as well yeah I believe you, Ron. I believe you. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. Help. <laughs> <laughs> we will leave it there for today. Uh, uh, massive, yeah, I'll massive, be- massive thanks. To, Thank uh, you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, honestly. And like I say, you're, you're welcome back anytime. Yeah, big thanks to my guest today, Veronica Still. Thank you also for listening. Um, as usual, I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. You can contact us on Twitter at RuralBF underscore pod or on Instagram at Rural Business Focus. You can also reach out to me, of course, Ben uh, Eagle on LinkedIn. Your call to action today is to create or update, depending if you already have one, a new commercial strategy for growth or reflect on your existing strategy with some of Ron's points in mind. Any extra info that you might need about this episode is in the show notes. So check those out, including any links that Veron has mentioned. Next time, we'll be talking about growth mindset with entrepreneur Sam Harris, who is also the host of the Growth Mindset podcast, which if you hadn't already subscribed to that podcast, I really recommend. So I'll be with Sam Harris next week. For now, though, I'll leave you in the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing this week that helps you progress and one thing that helps someone else keep focused and i will see you next time